0: Daniel chapter 5, verses 1 through 12. King Belshazzar made a great feast for a thousand of his lords and drank wine in front of the thousand. Belshazzar, when he tasted the wine, commanded that the vessels of gold and of silver that Nebuchadnezzar his father had taken out of the temple in Jerusalem be brought, that the king and his lords, his wives, and his concubines might drink from them. Then they brought in the golden vessels that had been taken out of the temple, the house of of god in jerusalem and the king and his lords his wives and his concubines drank from them they drank wine and praised the gods of gold and silver bronze iron wood and stone immediately the fingers of a human hand appeared and wrote on the plaster of the wall of the king's palace opposite the lampstand and the king saw the hand as it wrote then the king's color changed and his thoughts alarmed him his limbs gave way and his knees knocked together made him chief of the magicians, enchanters, Chaldeans, and astrologers. Because an excellent spirit, knowledge, and understanding to interpret dreams, explain riddles, and solve problems were found in this Daniel, whom the king named Belteshazzar. Now let Daniel be called, and he will show the interpretation. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Thanks be to God. All right, this is a very interesting story today in the book of Daniel, Brad, um, and grateful to have a wise man like yourself, <laughs> like Daniel, here to interpret it for us. Um, but, you know, in, in tomorrow's reading, we're going to get into the Daniel's actual interpretation of the writing on the wall. And so this is kind of setting the theme. And, you know, a, a really brief word on storytelling In the old testament that might just be helpful is uh you know a lot of times especially when a story is being set up it can seem really repetitive in the structure so you know belshazzar uh he commanded that the vessels of gold come and you just see a lot of these same phrases used that the kings and his lords his wives his concubines about drink from them. then they brought the golden vessels and you know kind of skipping them then the kings His lords, his wives, the concubines drank from them. And I think what's sort of helpful when reading this and seeing some of these repetitive phrases woven throughout, and some of these things where it's like, well, they said that twice, (laughs) is these stories, um, you know, these prophecies were obviously written down, but there weren't printing presses, you know, and there weren't online records and archives of this. And so you know, for your average Hebrew, it was oral, orally transferred. You know, you would hear it and then you would recite it. You'd hear it and you'd recite it. And so it's kind of part of this repetitive, um, poetic flow of the story. And so in this story, Belshazzar, Nebuchadnezzar's son, uh, he's, he's throwing this huge party. Um, and, you know, I guess as would be Tradition for them, these thousands of people stop to watch the king uh, take the first taste of wine, and then it's funny how this whole story is told. The fingers of a human hand appear and write on plaster, and Belshazzar's reaction is very like cartoon charactery. Like it says, his knees start knocking together, um, and you know, I kind of imagine the cartoon chatter sounds. Uh, and so the, the language that Daniel uses here, uh, is, is very, very, um, I guess exaggerative and not necessarily exaggerating what happened, but, you know, it's, it's kind of this textbook picture of just utter fear and trepidation. And then there's, you know, the, the queen remembers there's so many there's so many you know parallels between daniel and joseph but kind of like the um the cup or yeah the cupbearer of pharaoh the queen remembers that there's this hebrew man named daniel who has a spirit of wisdom and interpretation so brad do you have any thoughts for us on Sort of how this interpretation that we're going to get to tomorrow, how it is set up in this story today, yeah. and why God would appear in this moment.
0: Yeah, it it seems like this, it, as as well as you just said, there's a it's played out like in this detailed story narrative with a lot of you know detail. It's pretty vivid, but I think you're seeing kind of the if you think back to there's a psalm early in the introduction to the psalm, Psalm two, where it talks about like there's going to always be. Kings and those in authority who are gonna, you know, lead nations that are gonna be, you know, let the nations raise like against the things of God, right? And so I think you mm-hmm. see this kind of being set up here as, uh, you know, they're they're having this celebration, this this party, but they're using these uh, vessels that were taken out of the temple in Jerusalem. So you're kind of setting up this sort of kingdom that's already sort of like mocking, you know, the kingdom of 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 God in in Jerusalem and. You see this kind of, you know, two different authority, uh, you know, established things being established here, and 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 you see this, and then you see this. What I also see is the sovereignty of of God and His intervention, which, obviously, there it caused a, a very unsettled feeling in Belshazzar. Mm-hmm. So I think he's starting to to doubt maybe like, ooh, what just what just happened here? He's not quite sure. Yet, what's happening, but it like, like Will said, there's this alarm, his color is changing, so you're kind of seeing like this encounter with God, I think, starting to show up, but he doesn't quite know like what, what's happening yet. So, mm-hmm. I think you're setting up this sort of two authorities going against each other. So, you see, I see God's sovereignty being sort of played out here and how he's starting to work, but then I also see in this passage what the impact of how god's sovereignty works through individuals so you see the uh, the remembrance of daniel from years past that he made an impression because he was present and faithful at using his gifts and, and abilities at the time where he was needed uh, to yeah. do that and that's remembered yeah. and so i see I, I see in this passage like god's sovereignty however he works through you know evil kings those against god but he also works through the his faithful people to bring about his his plan of redemption mm-hmm. of which this is a short period of time in the biblical history but it's there's a lot of pointing forward as we'll see in the next few chapters mm-hmm. uh, about where where this is all going but that's kind of how i see the big picture of this passage i don't know if that oh helpful. yeah
1: no that's great mm-hmm. and you know God's justice and God's wrath is is an interesting topic, and um, oftentimes we can be resistant to the idea, but sometimes you know we actually are very eager to the idea of God's you know working out justice and and bringing His wrath into a situation specifically when we are you know on the receiving end of injustice, mm-hmm. and one of the one of the challenging things that can really make shipwreck of a lot of people's faith is uh, not being prepared for God's justice to be delayed. And this is one of the, you know, we, on ODR, we'll kind of talk about mm-hmm. God's effectual justice versus God's immediate justice. And, you know, God's immediate justice, not being always very clear. And I think this, this is a great example mm-hmm. Nebuchadnezzar, you know, he, he is gone at this point. You know, he is he is laid in the ground somewhere. And his son is king. And Nebuchadnezzar is actually the king who, you know, he has sacked the temple and stolen all these vessels that Belshazzar now wants to bring out. And, you know, of course it's this like act of conquest. It's kinda of like bring out bring out the trophies and let's drink wine out of the uh, high school football trophy. And uh, so it's this act of conquest and pride. But, you know, where was God's justice when Nebuchadnezzar was actually stealing from the house of God itself and sacking the temple? Well, God was restraining, you know, the, the outpouring of justice and that it doesn't make him unjust, but it's God's justice works over a much longer timeline. Than we would, you know, often be comfortable with, or often even predict that he would. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it's it's kind of bizarre. This is these are the tensions of, you know, God's glory and God's holiness. You know, we we have these stories where even coming in contact with the Ark of the Covenant, or you know, coming in contact uh, with the, these vessels of God wrongly uh, can provoke God's jealousy and anger and fury. And, and, you know, it's like this immediate death kind of moment. Mm. Um, you know, like we see in, in, uh, first, first, like, or yeah, first Samuel. And, uh, you know, in the, when the Philistines have the Ark of the Covenant and it brings plagues with it. But then Nebuchadnezzar, you know, he steals these vessels and it seems totally, uh, forgotten by God, but, I think what we're going to see through this story is that God keeps the score and that he he works on a timeline that is according to his sovereignty as you're saying and yet <clears throat> justice does have the final words. And so I think we're going to get into that tomorrow what that looks like, but it it's interesting, you know, first of all the this is the the provoking point is these golden vessels from the temple. And then what appears is a hand. And mm-hmm. you know i' I'm reminded again of speaking of Joseph, some of that Exodus imagery. You know, when God's salvation is talked about, and when God's justice is talked about um, in the Psalms and in Exodus and in Deuteronomy, it's often, you know, his mighty hand, the the hand of God sort of is symbolic of you know Mm -hmm. god intervening in a situation with great might and power Mm -hmm. to bring about salvation and to bring about justice so a couple thoughts from this story tomorrow brad we will get into what exactly all that means but for today for brad smith this is will Carlisle. we'll see you tomorrow on our daily rhythm